We're now going to continue our corporate worship and proclamation of the gospel of salvation by grace alone through the Lord's Supper. It's here where we remember Jesus and his saving grace for all who believe. And God's grace, his, un, his remarkable, unmerited mercy and love for his people, it came at an even more remarkable price. God took his sin-filled enemies. He took us who deserved only his anger, wrath, and death. Think about it. He gives us his love, mercy, and life. And he didn't compromise his justice in giving us grace. So he took the punishment that we deserve and placed it upon Jesus, God's perfect son, when he died in our place on the cross. And just as Jesus got what he didn't deserve, we get what we don't deserve. Unmerited salvation. That's grace. Salvation is only by grace. And grace at its very foundation is undeserved, unearned, all of God, not coming from the recipient. And that's why we sing, I won't boast in anything except in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. And it's Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection that we boast in, that we proclaim, that we remember here at Communion. Make your thoughts, your posture before God, 100% reflect that reality that if you have been saved, it's been by grace alone, not of works that you could not boast. You must not know this theologically, right? You can have a comprehension of these facts and not an appreciation of them in your heart. If you're a Christian, salvation by grace through faith describes your story. You must know this and live and think according to this reality more than you know or live according to anything else. We can't ever remember this too often. We can't ever take this too seriously. So we're going to take a piece of bread and a cup of juice, just like we do every single week, physical reminders of Jesus' body and blood given for us, so that we could experience this wonderful salvation by grace alone. Like I said, Jesus knew that we could not remember these things too often. I'm prone to forget, even though I know in my head that it's by grace alone that I'm saved. I sometimes reveal in my actions or in my thinking that I've forgotten this. This may be like you. Sometimes after a good week, you might do this. After a good week, you come and The bread and juice come, and and without much thought, I take them. I might reveal that in some way I'm placing confidence in my obedience, in my good works to establish or maintain my standing before God. Or perhaps on the flip side, if you've had a week or a day or a morning where your sinfulness has been more evident than others, Has the thought ever crossed your mind, I can't take the bread and juice after what I've just done? I can't 
sing to God. I can't pray to God after the way that I've just lived. Maybe I'll get my life together this week and next week I'll be in a better spot to take communion. In either one of these two scenarios, you or I might be guilty of trying to smuggle merit, trying to hold up your own goodness, something other than salvation by grace alone through faith alone before God to establish or maintain your relationship before God. It's right to be sobered by your sin now. If you see sin, repent of it. Flee from it. Pursue obedience. But those things are the result of salvation, not the basis of it. And it's possible to know that truth in your head without living it in your life and thinking it in your heart, or feeling it in your heart. So if you're a Christian, take the bread and juice this morning and preach to your own heart. By grace alone have I been saved. Where there's sin, repent. Where there's evidence of the Holy Spirit's work in your heart, praise God for that. That's the purpose for which he saved you. You're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. But your obedience, it doesn't contribute one iota to your salvation. Proclaim that now. In sin, it can no longer separate you from God. Proclaim that now. Proclaim this salvation by grace alone with the bread and the cup. And if you're not a Christian, listen now. If you're not a Christian or you're not certain, please know that you don't have to clean up your life. You shouldn't try to clean up your life before coming to God. Cling to God with all of your sin. He sees it more than you do. And he doesn't save you because you've turned from your sin and as if that was meritorious. Instead, he saves you and turns you from your sin. You can't do enough good to undo your sin. Don't even try. Our only hope, your only hope is to recognize your position of hopelessness before God. And just say, I have no other hope before you but your forgiveness. And I can't hope that you would forgive me because I'm good enough. Or attractive enough to you. You have nothing to bring God. And yet while you were dead in your trespasses and sins. He makes us alive with Christ Jesus. So if you think you're the best person you know. Or the worst person you know. I promise you. You are no more or less deserving of God's salvation than anyone else. Biblical Christianity is fundamentally different than any other religion in the world. So don't pursue religion. Instead, it's by grace through faith alone. So we're going to read Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, and then take communion. If you're a Christian, look at this and say, this is my story. Look how Paul repeats the word grace. For by grace you've been saved. And if you're not a Christian, this could be your story. So far, you are only described by the part where it says you're dead in your transgressions and sin. And apart from God giving you life, you will continue to live as a dead man, as Scott has said, and we're going to hear again today in Romans. And apart from salvation, salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, you will continue that death right into eternity in hell. So men, when I finish reading Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, just come forward and serve us and take communion on your own. 
proclaiming the salvation by grace alone, through faith alone. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, and of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Men, please serve us. Proclaim this grace with the bread and the juice. 